Welcome to Gideon Dancil's podcast, where he impacts deep understanding of God's word. Gideon Dancil's the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center, where God lives. In today's message, Gideon Dancil teaches on a sermon titled, Cut It Short. From wherever you're listening to us, we hope this message encourages you. Come with me, if you're pleased, Matthew chapter 24. And the verse number 22, the Bible says, Unless those days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Except those days be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. And this is a prophetic word that Jesus spoke, but I believe that tonight, especially in the season that we're in, is very relevant, is very critical, is very, um, 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 it, is, it is a word for the season that we can deploy to pray. And tonight, I'm calling you to pray. As somebody asked me today, a prof, and of course, many people have asked, and many have come up with all kinds of theories and all kinds of teachings and all kinds of stuff all over that is God's judgment. We are wicked people. We are bad people. We, we have sinned against God and God is angry with mankind and God is killing us and God is showing who he is. He's killing and killing and killing us. And I, I look at them and I say, no, 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 no. That's not my God. My God doesn't need to kill his own children to show who he is. He is God all by himself. I'll go a little bit deep on it to show you who is truly behind this. It's not God. God is not a killer. My God does not kill. The penalty that his son paid for, he paid for past present and future sin. He doesn't need to kill us to appease himself. There is somebody behind this wickedness. His name is the devil. The devil is. Explain it. Name it. Say whatever you want to say. The real person behind this is the enemy. That's why tonight we are going before God in prayer and we are crying to God that God cut this affliction short. And if you are hearing me through the, the internet, I want you to stay connected not only by watching, but also spiritually and taking prophetic con- confession and decrees and declaration. I want you to shout right now, wherever you are, and say, cut it short. Say, cut it short. <laughs> say, cut it short. <laughs> Lift us the Father. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, we decree, let the affliction be cut short. Let the plague be cut short. Let coronavirus be cut short in the name of Jesus. My message to you tonight, prophetical, is cut short. The term cut short is an idiom meaning to end something before the expected time. To cut short means to end something. Something that otherwise could go a bit longer or much longer, like a movie, like a drive, like something you are enjoying, just abruptly cut short. When something ends before its time, it is meant that the thing has been cut short. And tonight, that's, that's the prophetic word I'm hearing. To decree for God to cut short before the expected time. 
trying to listen to what her organizations and listen to the leaders of our world and the predictions. Some have said 12 months, some have said 18 months. The least says six months is going to go on. I hear this is going to go on. It's going to be around for a little bit. It's going to be around. It's going to be around. It's going to be around. And I've heard World Health Organization tell Africa to prepare for the world. And I'm saying if Africa is to, pro, is to prepare for the world, and right now we are in the West Coast, I'm saying, I'm saying how worse can it be again? It means that many won't survive. If Africa should prepare for the worst, and I'm like, this is not the worst, then what is worse? And I know that many messages are going to come, possibly a shutdown of our restaurants and everything, and as much as the government is doing their bit to curb and to contain and to possibly deal and eradicate this, this situation in Ghana in, uh, in the governments of the world, we need to deploy something that is also supernatural, something that works, something that is powerful, something that is beyond the strength of men. We thank God for all the efforts of our leaders, but tonight I came to employ and engage a child of God to deploy something supernatural, something that works and tonight what works uh, that will end this thing is to plead the hand of God and then get the power of God to cut the affliction short. What does it mean to cut short? To cut short means to, to end something before it has spent a time. It's an idiom which brings something to an abrupt end. Throughout the Bible, throughout scripture, God is a master at cutting things short. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 31, the Bible says, the time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house so that no one will reach old age. This is God speaking to Eli and the house of Eli and God said the time is coming that I will cut short, I will end, I will cancel your strength and I'll cancel your priestly house so that no one will reach his old age. If God can even cancel the life of his servants like Eli and the children of Eli because you are abusing the priestly officer, then why can't God cancel the wicked? If the righteous can be cancelled, then I came here to encourage you tonight that the wicked and the wickedness of the wicked can be cut short. God cut short the house of Eli because his children abuse the office of a priest. Second Kings chapter 10 verse 32 says, in those days the Lord began to cut short Israel and Hazel smote them in all the courts of Israel. God canceled Israel because they rebelled against him. If God can cut Israel short, then God can cut the wicked shorts. Malakataya. When God cuts short, he gives his people to destruction. The Bible says in Romans chapter 9 verse 28, the Bible says, for I will finish the way and, it, and cut it short in righteousness because a short way would the law <laughs> would the law make upon the earth. God says in the book of Romans that I will cut it short in righteousness. I will do it. I will, I will, I will cut it for I will finish the work. And when I finish the work, I will make sure it will finish in me cutting it short in righteousness. If God says he will cut something short, if God says he will do something, then it means that that thing doesn't exist. That 
thing because God does not duplicate. God makes new things. He's a creator. And what God is about to do is not something that has been done before because God is not going to duplicate something. When God says, I will do something, it doesn't mean that thing is somewhere and it's going to come up. God says, when God says, I will do something, it means I'm going to create it. I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to form it. I'm going to do a new thing. And tonight, God is speaking that he's going to cut short the wicked. And God is about to do what nobody has seen before. It doesn't matter the predictions of men and the expectations of men and what health scientists have said. Our God can create something new to cut this thing short. And whatever God will do to cut it short, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever imagine. And if you are watching me tonight, I need to join me with faith as we plead to God to cut the affliction short. Proverbs says, for surely there is an end. Proverbs 23 verse 18, for surely there is an end. And the expectation of the righteous or done expectation shall not be cut short. But the Bible says, surely there is an end. There is an end. And I know who I'm talking to, but I'm determined through prayer to see the end of this. And I don't know what you are imagining. And I don't know what the enemy is showing you. But I see the world coming together again. I see the church gathering again. I see we coming back to the house of God. I see we lifting our hands in worship. I see the gathering of God. I only see God ending this. And that's why I've been prophesying from the beginning that this one too shall pass. And I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight. That whatever the enemy has deployed, even beyond coronavirus, virus, any crisis, any condition that your family finds the same in, I cannot speak prophetically that surely there is an end and we end any satanic demonic wickedness in your life. If you are in agreement, clap your hand and shout and say end. It will end. It will end. It will end. God promised us that our expectation will not be cut short. While God ends the wicked, our expectations will not be cut short. Because the same flood that destroyed the people in the days of Noah, the same flood that left the ark of Noah. Whilst God cut the expectation of the wicked short, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. So what you expect is what you see. If you expect this to go on a little bit longer, then that is what is going to happen. But I have created a different expectation. I understand that God will honor my expectation. And it's my expectation that we gather again in worship. It's my expectation that the house of God are open. It's my expectation that children can move around back to school freely. It's my expectation that our stores, our world, our flight, our banks, our movement are done with liberty and freedom. That's my expectation. And I don't expectation. The Bible says surely there's an end. What God will end and what God will cancel is the expectation of the wicked. But my expectation as a child of God, that one will not be cut short. I wish you can look at someone and tell the person, what are you expecting? Come on, say, what are you expecting? Thou shalt decree a thing 
and it shall be established. I expect that within the next 15 days, the numbers will begin to drop. I expect that within the next 15 days, America in the numbers in America will drop. The numbers in Europe will drop. The numbers in Italy will drop. The numbers in Germany, in Spain, in Nigeria, in the Congo, in, in our world, in Ghana, it will drop. I expect that by Wednesday, as the government have declared, that within the next two weeks it's so critical in my expectation that we'll hear good news for us cold water to a testy soul so it's good news for my far country it's my expectation that CNN will announce that the numbers is dropping in China in America in Europe who am I speaking to right now is my expectation that the vaccine and the scientific breakthrough will come out it's my expectation that the six shall be healed. It's my expectation that the mortality rate will be blocked. It's my expectation that there will be a turnaround. It's my expectation that God will come in. God will intervene. What are you expecting? It's an end. Surely there is an end. The wicked will end. This pain will end. This affliction will end. But our expectation as children of God shall not be cut short. What God is cutting short tonight is the wicked. Not the righteous. Can I hear a big amen? Can I hear a big amen? Proverbs 10, 17 says, The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord has lent to life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. The years of the wicked are cut short. The years of coronavirus, the lifespan of this plague Tonight shall be cut short. And every other wickedness you find in your life as you are online, you trust God tonight as we pray this prophetic prayer that the lifespan of the wicked shall be cut short. It will not prolong. We demand and command the expiry date of every affliction you are going through. We are taught that God hates the wicked. And cuts them short. This is very important because if the enemy is not cut short, the righteous will be cut short. When Job refused to pray, all oh, Job's crisis, Job blamed everybody but the person who was behind it. It was the devil that sought permission from God to tempt Job. And when Job complained and complained and complained, he never prayed to deal with the devil. And because Job didn't deal with the devil and didn't declare for God to cut the affliction short, in Job chapter 17 verse 1, he said, my spirit is broken. My days are cut short. And the great, the grave await for me. In other words, if you don't cut the enemy short, he will cut you short. If you don't begin to decree by prayer, the father end the plague, the plague will end you. And we refuse for this plague to end us. We are ending the plague. I need to clap your hands if you believe what God is declaring right now. Watch this. Another thing. And that's why I want, us, I want us to zero in our prayers tonight. Why God must cut the affliction short. The Bible says, watch this. Pray, Matthew 24, verse 20 and 22 says, Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world unto now, and never to be equal again if those days had not been cut short 
No one will survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. My God, it is important that God ends your flesh, especially in, in, in these last days because people's faith is on the line. The Bible says, because of the elect, because of the chosen. And I love the part, I love that part. Because no matter how painful, no matter how wicked, no matter the pain, God always make a way or a window or a door of escape. And God said, for the elect's sake, and we thank God for many elect around the world. Because of you online, for the faith of the elect, for your sake. God, one of the reasons why God will cut the affliction short is because of the elect. It's because of the faith of the elect. And right now, there are many elect who are shivering, who are afraid, who are worried and can't see their way. I was talking to a mother today who was literally crying. The prof, I don't know what to do. Literally crying because their faith is on the line. They are questioning. They are anxious. They are worried. And the Bible said when God looked at the faith and the life of the elect for your sake, he will cut it short. Why do I believe that coronavirus will not live long with us? It's because of the elect. And I cannot speak to you who is the elect. I'm talking about those who have been bought, purchased, rescued by the precious blood of Jesus. And as you are watching me, don't make a mistake it because of just Lord in the land of Sodom there was an intervention they may I submit to you tonight that for your sake there will be a way out for your children's sake for the love of the elderly the veteran the old the believers those who love the Lord's sake God will cut the day short you're clapping and sick in the house right now Watch this. It's important. It's important. It's important because many, the fate of many are on the line. People's fate is on the line because of the following. Number one, if the, if the affliction lingers, if this coronavirus lingers, if the pain lingers, if the confusion lingers, if the fear lingers, what's it? when the affliction lingers, people will cut corners. And it's the following God's part will follow their own path. When the deliverance of Abraham prolonged, Abraham decided to cut corners by having Hagar instead of waiting on God. Sometimes when certain deliverances, when certain miracles, when certain expectations are not met and it prolongs and delays and it hangs on for a long time, people will cut corners. And as we speak right now, there are many believers who are thinking about what is my option, what is my alternative, what is the choice I have. But because of you, because God loves you and your faith is on the line and your faith is shaking. May I declare tonight, let God arise and intervene in this matter for the sake of the elect. Your faith is on the line. How do I know? One of the things people can ordinarily stand is your health. Abraham had faith until his body began to fail. Abraham had so much faith to the point where it was counted unto him as righteousness. But when the enemy attacked his body, 
when his body began to fail, Sarah said, consider Hagar. And there are many who are cutting corners, who are, who are doing all kinds of things that are not Christian because their body is failing or they are afraid their body will fail. Go and ask Paul, the apostle. The same Paul that said to Timothy, a bishop must not be given to wine. When he heard the affliction of Timothy's stomach and the pain that stomach Timothy was going through, he said, my son, Take a little wine for your soma sick. Contradiction. He first wrote and said, a bishop must not be given to wine. Then he gives him a, way, a leeway and say, because of your stomach, because of your pain, because of your affliction, you can take a little wine. The reason why Paul said that is because Paul himself had dealt with affliction. And having dealt with affliction of pain, of health, of, of health crisis, knew what the little boy Timothy was going through. And so gave him a leeway and a door to begin to drink. In other words, when our bodies are under attack, we come Compromise. That's why today by prayer for you not to compromise, for you not to live in fear and in panic and give the enemy advantage over your soul. God is going to cut the affliction short. Second reason why God will cut it short is because when the affliction lingers, people will activate certain and cultivate certain lifestyle that makes it difficult for them to access the next level. In book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 11 from verse 1. The Bible talks about how they were asking for cooking and all, for all kinds of food because they lived in Egypt for so long, for 400 years. They've gotten used to Egypt lifestyle. And so even though God was about, God was raining man and God was taking to the land that flowed milk and honey, they were so used to Egypt, they were still asking for things from Egypt. And sometimes the enemy can make us, the enemy can turn the place of affliction as our home. And there are many of you who are so used to affliction. Affliction has become your home. You are building houses in Egypt. You are building buildings in the land God put you there as for a short time. And sometimes when it delays, because when you live in the place for 400 years, you get used to the place. And, and, and this, this coronavirus, we are not going to get used to it. We are not going to tabernacle with it. We are not going to succumb and submit to it. It is not going to be a part of our life. Because if, it, if you don't cut it short, we will get used to living with it. Because sometimes, sometimes the enemy is so bad, he will put you in gossip and make you a master in, in he, will, he will turn you a master in slave. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are a slave, but he makes you a master as a slave man. You think that all the slave people that went to slavery, all, all of them, not all of them, suffered. some suffered, but some suffered more. But the truth of the matter is whether you suffer little or you suffer more, you are still a slave. And, and, and even though you are in Goshen and there's light in Goshen, you are still in Egypt. Ah, you can be in Goshen. There can be, there can be, there can be, they say croaking, they say something, they say they're giving all kinds of things. But whether we like it or not, we are not just looking for croaking. We are looking for supernatural eradication, termination, and removal of this evil wind from our world. We are not going to succumb. We are not going to get used to it. It's not going to dwell with us for a long time because we'll get used to it. The children of Israel were so used to the lifestyle in Egypt that even when God brought them manna, they couldn't taste it. They were looking for food from Egypt. Now the people complain about the hardship in the hearing of the Lord. When they heard them, his anger was arose. The fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed of the outskirts of the camp. Next verse says, when the people cried out to Moses, he, he prayed to the Lord. The Lord died down 
Next verse says, verse 3 says, So that the place was called Tabara because fire from the law had burned among them. Next verse says, The rebel with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost also. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onion, the garlic. These are people that God is giving them milk and honey. God is giving them, God is giving them a land that flows with milk and honey. And yet they were crying for cucumber, they are crying for garlic, they were crying for melons and leeks. They were crying for food from Egypt when God is giving them food from heaven. And that's why we need to pray for God to cut this affliction short. Because Israel had lived in Egypt for 400 years. They are used to Egypt. And sometimes when the enemy, when the enemy holds you for a long time, you begin, because the enemy can hold you. And the same enemy can give you a little freedom. And you begin to get confused about who, who really your master is. Because sometimes the enemy can give you some type of freedom just to, just to confuse your mind. I'm not getting 2% freedom, 1% freedom, 10% freedom. I'm getting 100% of my freedom. I'm not getting used to it. Let's say, Father, we refuse to get used to this virus. So we declare it will not stay here for a long time. We are not managing it. It's not going to be managed. We are cutting it short. We are cutting it short. We are cutting it short. Clapping a sick in the house right now. If God doesn't cut it short, we will get used to living with it. To manage it. But this time around, let God eradicate it and take it to wherever it came from. The next reason why God must cut it short is that if God doesn't cut it short, it will open you up to become vulnerable to do things you never thought you would do. The Bible says, for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the land allocated to the righteous, let the righteous will touch iniquity. The rod of the wicked. And this is an evil rod. This is a satanic rod. And God said, the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the land allocated to the righteous. Let the righteous will touch iniquity. And there are many satanic iniquity going on. That God must break this evil rod so people are not vulnerable. So people don't sin. People don't live in fear. People don't live in panic. People don't compress on their faith. And people don't begin to do things that doesn't please God. Lakadakataya makutaya. The next reason why God must cut it short, Bible says there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. Bible says, and the house of Saul grew, the house of David grew stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. But the problem is that the battle was long. Because, because you see, when, when you pick up a fight with a bad lawyer in court, and the lawyer knows he hasn't got, he hasn't got the case, what he will begin to do is tomorrow compromise a club, compromise prosecutor, compromise it, tomorrow no file, tomorrow no document, postponement, 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 because they know they haven't got a good case. The enemy knows that he will lose, and he will lose his battle big time. But what the enemy is trying to do is to prolong it and keep it around and provoke fear and confuse people and make people go down. But tonight, we lift our praise and declare that this battle will not be long. We will not be weary. We will not be tired. We will not be afraid. We will not be done. As we clap our hands, we cut it short. There was a long war. A long war 
between the house of Saul. This, this is a battle that the enemy intends to go on a long haul. The enemy intends to push us to the break because the enemy knows that even though he hasn't got a case and the enemy will win if you don't I'm telling the enemy will not win he will not win he will not succeed I want you to tell yourself the enemy will not win will win this battle humanity will come out stronger will come out united will come out blessed will come out closer will come out empowered the devil is a liar the devil will not win this battle we are winning this one but the problem is not just about winning the problem is about the enemy making us weary Getting us tired, getting us confused, getting us frustrated, putting fear in us. But tonight, every attempt by the enemy to battle weary, to confuse, to make Christians tired, as we rise up in prayer, we cut the affliction short. As we clap our hands, we cut the affliction short. Are you clapping your hands right now? Are you clapping your hands right now? We cut the affliction short. Let the affliction be cut short in the name of Jesus. There was a long war. Someone said a long war. Someone said a long war. Someone said this battle will not stay long. Come on, say this battle will not stay long. Say this battle is ending right now. Say this battle is ending. The numbers are dropping. The devil is a liar. Second Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. Second Samuel 3 and verse 1. The Bible said now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David was stronger and stronger. Who is David? David is the chosen, the beloved, the elect. And tonight, let let the house of Saul, which is symbolic of Satan and darkness, let them be weakened. We declare that the virus will be weakened. The numbers will dip. It will drop and drop and drop and drop and will not be battle weary because we are cutting the affliction short. Cut the short. Cut it short. There was a long war. My emphasis is that it will not be long. Tell somebody it will not be long. Please speak loud. Say it will not be long. Say this time around. It will not be long. It will not linger. Say it because it's going to be cut short. Say it will not linger. It will not prolong. Because when it's prolonged, what do you know what happens? We are tired. Because the enemy knows he won't win, so he will battle with you. He will make you tired. The Bible said, the Bible said, Ahitophel said to Absalom, Give me 12,000 men to go after your father David. One man equals 12,000. And so, and so, so even with the 12,000, we will not pounce on him when he's strong. We'll pounce on him when he's tired, when he's weary and afraid. And many a time, the moment the enemy gets up, it's not, the enemy does not get up because he's stronger than us. He gets up because he has a strategy we haven't figured it out. And the strategy of Absalom was to make David tired, make him weary, make him afraid. And there are many Christians who are right now tired, who are weary and they're getting afraid. And the moment you get tired, you get weary and get afraid. The enemy can pounce on you. It is not coronavirus that is going to kill many. It is fear, anxiety, depression that is going to kill many. But the devil is a liar. We shake every battle weary offer, every battle weary spirit, every attempt to promote fear and panic. We shake it off right now. We cut the affliction shorter. This virus, this wickedness will not go further. We declare 15 days of dropping the number 
numbers. Let the numbers drop from next week in the name of Jesus. By divine intervention, it doesn't matter who is behind this. We declare in the name of Jesus that it is dropping now. It will not proceed further. Next reason why it must not stay long is because when, when the affliction prolongs, godly visions fail. Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 21 says, Ezekiel 12, 21, scripture says what? And the Lord, Lord came unto me saying, verse 22 says, Son of man, what is that proverb that he have in the land of Israel saying, the days are prolonged. And every vision fail it. When, when affliction prolong, visions fail. People begin to second guess their vision. Second guess what God said. Second guess their faith. And as we speak right now, so many visions are failing. Both spiritually and physically. Things people plan for. Things people plan for the year is all coming down crashing. People plan their wedding, plan their trip, plan their family, plan their holiday, plan what they're going to build. Look at we, it's even the year of harvest. But as for that one, the devil will lose big time because by the time we are done with it, men will know that God doeth who in the affairs of men. And people will run to the hands of God. And this one too, the devil will lose. For if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the love of glory. But when it prolongs, vision fails. There are men who are asking and say, God, you really speak. What did you do? Do, 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 do? Did you really speak to us? Are we really sure about 2020? Is, 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 it our, is it still our year? Is it what God said? Is it what God promised? Many are confused because visions are failing. There's a satanic attempt to prolong vision and to frustrate God's people. That's why tonight we are cutting it short for God's word to prevail, for God's promises, for God's counsel to prevail. Let it be cut short. Hmm. Last reason why it must be cut short is that when afflictions and wickedness lingers, the survival rate is low, as indicated in our mother scripture. Bible says, No flesh shall be saved if the days are not cut short. Not even one flesh. Our mother scripture, Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, verse 22, the NIV says, In those days, if those days had not been cut short, no one will survive. Who is going to survive this if it's not cut short? Look at the prediction. Look at what they are saying. I mean, I mean, they are talking about Africa preparing for the worst. Go to a market and see. Go to a trotro. And if market and trotro is shut down, who will survive? Our food, our stores. What much money do you have to keep? What, what, where, where are you going to store? Here's not Germany. Here's Africa. We need God. We need a miracle. We need an intervention. We thank God for all the efforts of our leaders. And I know they are trying their best. But I tell you, we need something supernatural. We need an intervention from God. Because if it doesn't, if it doesn't end short, who will survive? Which father? Which family? I was talking to somebody who has a pharmacy. I said, if I had a pharmaceutical, if I was in pharmaceutical and I have a pharmacy shop, I will sell the hand sanitizer for a lower rate or at least with no profit. You know why? Because if I don't do that and I sell it high profit, what will happen is that people will be angry or they won't have money to buy. And they don't have money to buy because the sanitizer is expensive. They'll be frustrated and they'll infect more people. 
And the more they infect more people, the more people die. And the more people die, the more nobody will come and buy hand sanitizer. And the more people die, the more that can affect your family. Because not only, because this thing, eh, even if you keep yourself and somebody doesn't keep themselves, you are still in trouble. So you think that you are selling it for a high price. Look at your servant, look at your children, look at your aunties, your cousins. It is all around. So the earlier we come together and relate and love and do better and even give it for free or a cheaper price, the better. Nobody will survive. That is why I must be cut short. So this is a time of survival. And we are literally holding on to a thread. And we are dipping down. Who will survive? Think about it. Another six months of this. We're in Ghana. In Togo. Nigeria. Where? Where? Which African country? Not even South Africa. Not even America. We need supernatural intervention. We need a miracle from God. That's why tonight we are declaring that God cut the day short, cut the affliction short, cut this wickedness short. So that we will not just survive, but we'll live to honor you and to glorify your name. This is why God has to cut it short. Although affliction gains opportunity through the works of the enemy through sin, yet through the grace of God, God will cut it short. The good thing is that it's the enemy that brings the affliction, but it is God that cut the affliction. It's the enemy's job to bring afflictions, and it is God's job to end affliction. The Bible says, Is there anybody afflicted? Let him pray. And if there's ever a time the world has needed prayer, it is now because we are in affliction, we are under attack. But scripture said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord does deliver. He who delivered us from such a great death, who does deliver, in whom we believe that he shall yet deliver, past, present future deliver and tonight the one who delivered from Ebola from south from influenza let him rise up and deliver us again because it is the devil's job to release affliction but it is God's job to release deliverances for unto God belonged escapes from death and tonight we speak prophetically that let God end it cut it short it can't go on cannot prolong. We will not survive. We will not be able to be, we will not be a nation. We will not be a well. Economies are coming down. Businesses are shutting down. All over the world. States are shutting down. No food. Already in Europe, go and see the chefs. People are dying. And tonight, we cannot only look at governments. We have to look up. Look at something supernatural. Something bigger. Something that works. Something that can end this miraculously. And tonight, I look at left and right and there's nobody else except our God. But our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever imagine. Watch this. The peak of sin is where grace starts. So God said, devil, are you done? Have you finished? Are you done? Have you done? Are you, are you done with your show? Let me show you how to do it. Because where sin abound, grace does abound them all. And tonight, it doesn't matter what you have seen and what is going on. God is about to step in and cut this wickedness short and cut this affliction short. The power of God is in your hands to rise up and to cry out that God cut it short 
so that our vision will not fail, so that we will not cut corners, so that we will not give up, so that our faith does not hang in the balance, so that we will survive and still be a world and a nation and a family and a community, so that Ghana will still be intact. Oh God, cut it short. Thank you for listening. Connect with Gideon Dance on any social media platform at Gideon Dance or underscore on Instagram, on Facebook, Gideon Dance, and on YouTube, it's Empowerment Worship Center. You can join us in person for any of our Sunday family services, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. We promise you a worship-filled atmosphere that will bless you and your family.